Even after gastric bypass, I found ways to binge. I found ways to do mindless snacking and gained 70 pounds doing it. I had total knee replacement surgery and I could barely move, but I got to that pantry and I got to that refrigerator. It's like I couldn't stop myself. And I have not binged or had an unplanned snack the entire time I've been working this. What's going on, friend? I hope you are well. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dieting from the Inside Out, my podcast. I'm so stoked that you are here, and I have such a cool interview and story for you today. Um, today, I'm interviewing um, one of my coaches, uh, Sydney, but also her client, Lynn, because I think Lynn's story will change your entire perspective and just change everything. Because long story short, Lynn uh, is in her 60s, but has struggled with um, with this dieting for decades game, as I like to put it, um, for 50, if not like into her 60s um, for that that long, like for for the last 50 plus years, five decades at least of struggle, she was able to end in like four months. And I want to show you how she did it. Like, think about that. Five or six decades decades worth of struggle, worth of yo-yo dieting, worth of um, just failure and weight gain, all of the stuff. And because of the dieting from the inside out methodology that I teach you, because of the inner game tweaks and adjustments, she was able to end like 50, 60 years worth of struggle in like four months. And it has been the most amazing thing to watch firsthand. Um, and I want to show you from her perspective, I want her to walk you through this, what, why this has been so successful and why she was able to do this. So if you're out there feeling like you're too far gone, you're too old, you struggled for too long, I'm telling you, I want you to stay for this entire thing because I think Lynn's perspective and her story around this will just change everything for you because if she can do it, there's no reason you can't. So I know you're going to like going to get a lot out of this. Sorry, words are hard, I guess today. I know you're going to get a lot out of this and um, I can't wait for, to, for you to hear what's going to happen. But before we get into all that big thank you to the sponsors of the show, sponsor number one is Flex Pro Meals. Uh, I eat their shit every day <laughs> because that's the thing is my life, I don't know about yours, my life is all over the place. Um, lots of unpredictableness, lots of schedules all over the place, lots of meetings and going to stuff and doing things back to back, lots of travel. So having just food in my fridge ready to go at all times where I don't have to cook it, I don't have to think about it, all I do is eat it and enjoy it, and it even has the numbers laid out right then and there, is such a game changer for me and my goals. And just my, my it's one thing left to haunt my bandwidth, not haunt, haunt's probably not a very good word. It's one thing left I don't have to think about. Because when you have a crazy day to day with life, work, kids, school, whatever you have going on. Sometimes the best thing that you can do is just take one decision left you have to make off your plate. People tell me all the time, they say, Jared, I just wish I didn't have to think about nutrition so much. And the closest thing that you're going to get to that is having pre-made meals ready to go for you where you just grab it and go. And that's the cool thing about Flex Pros. They can do that. And the best part is it's cheaper than the drive through and they're made by a chef. They're fantastic. So if that's kind of your cup of tea, you should definitely go check them out at flexpromeals.com. I don't know why I can't talk today um, or hit the link below wherever it's at. And if you do use my code Hamilton trained, then it'll save you like 20%, which is pretty cool. Now, excuse me. Uh, sponsor number two is first form. I am rocking one of the first form baseball tees. I believe this is what they call these. But anyway, um, big thank you to first form 
and for being a sponsor of myself and the show because we all know supplements are not the end all be all supplements are not the the thing that you should be relying all of your success on but that doesn't mean they don't have their time in their place because most normal people like you and me are not getting enough protein in on our own we're not getting uh, the vitamins and minerals we need we aren't uh, eating enough fish to even help with inflammation all of the, these different kinds of things so if you are not getting something that you need out of food then you may want to consider looking into the supplemental form of that. Um, otherwise you're going to miss out on that entire category of like micronutrients, like vitamins and minerals or enough protein or whatever the case is. Um, that's all supplements are for is to fill the gaps you aren't getting with food. Most people overhype them and it's just not the appropriate way to go about it, but they do make a difference when you aren't getting those gaps filled with real food. So the thing is though, not all supplements are created equal. This is why I love first form so much is because I know we're, I'm getting quality. I know you are going to get quality. I know that what that label says is safe and it's accurate and it's trusted and it's been tested. And you can't say that about everything on the market. Most people go to Walmart or go to Amazon and just try to find the cheapest, least shittiest tasting thing ever. Then they wonder why their supplements aren't working for them or it's upsetting their stomach or they don't feel as good or the results aren't as good. Well, it's because you get what you pay for. So um, that's why I love first form. It's why we work with them. And if that's kind of your cup of tea and you want to see kind of what they have going on, I want to upgrade what you're taking. Um, definitely go check out the first form link below wherever it's at in the show notes. Um, and check that out there. And that way you can kind of see what's going on on that front and maybe upgrade what you're taking. And then if you're not sure where to get started with supplements or that kind of thing, I do have a supplement YouTube video that kind of points you in the right directions. I talk about what I take, talk about what most of our clients take and things like that. But otherwise that is it. And now I cannot wait for you to hear from uh, Sydney and Lynn. And I'm telling you, like, take what Lynn is about to say and the story she tells to heart, because it's going to change everything for you. I'll see you in just a second. I appreciate you guys doing this. Thank you so much for taking a Saturday to do this. Uh, I know like scheduling is crazy, but, um, so Lynn, give a little bit of idea for those that like have no idea about any of this. Where were you? Like, what's your story before coaching even happened? Cause there's some stuff I want to bring up, but I want to hear from your perspective, like your story. Yeah, um, I I was overweight pretty much my whole life. I mean, I just saw a picture someone sent me, a cousin of me at about six, and I was very chunky. And at nine, mom took me to Weight Watchers. And early on, I learned that um, I was not accepted for who I was. I was not accepted because I was chubby. I didn't eat the right things. And the messages were deep real deep. And so she would send me to school with these, you know, tuna in a margarine container with roasted peppers. And I'm nine years old. And um, I wanted peanut butter and jelly. And she would say that's fattening. Um, never had a birthday cake because it was fattening. So my whole house was always on a diet, always looking for the next best thing. And um, I've, I've done many things, many things. Um, from Weight Watchers to as far as I had gastric bypass surgery. And I've lost 100 pounds three times. Mm. And um, the last time I only gained back half before I started looking at another way. Um, the te I call it teasing, but really it was bullying that I got from being a child to middle school to high school it just gives you a really negative impression of yourself and really hard to let that go. And it was a deep, deep seated thing for me. And it, I, I, 
on the masterclass, I commented that changing my identity was a game changer for me. Just seeing it all down on paper really changed. So when those thoughts come in today, no, that's old identity. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, and I was journaling before and, you know, about the perfection. No, that's old identity. You know, you're going to say what you're going to say and that's all you got. So I love that. That's, that's literally the epitome of dieting from the inside out is, is because if we don't do that stuff, nothing on the surface works. It doesn't, nothing on the surface literally matters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So f- for perspective, just, I know I'm not supposed to ask this, but it's fine. Cause I got to put my foot in my mouth more sure. um, for, for those listening. How old are you? <laughs> how old do I look? No. Well, I know <laughs> how old you are, but <laughs> I'll be 66 next month. That's what I'm talking about. So for you, that is, that's, so as you said, you started Weight Watchers at nine. So just to make numbers easy, we're, we're you were working against almost six decades of old conditioning, six decades of struggle. But how long have you and how long have you and Sydney been actually doing your thing? Since the beginning of March. March, April, May, June, July. So like what four months ish? Yeah. So yeah. would you have believed me in the beginning if I said, hey, we're gonna fix six decades worth of struggle in a little over a hundred days? <laughs> Never. I constantly did um even after gastric bypass, I found ways to binge. I found ways to do mindless snacking. Um and and gained 70 pounds doing it, mm. you know? Um, I had total knee replacement surgery two years ago, and I could barely move, but I got to that pantry and I got to that refrigerator. It's like I couldn't stop myself. And I have not binged or had an unplanned recorded snack the entire time I've been working this. That's crazy. I love that. Like, like that's that's incredible. How's that feel, like, from your perspective? It's so freeing. It's so freeing to, and and I know the word isn't allowed, but that's what it feels to me that I can have birthday cake, yeah, and that I can um, have cookies and I can have candy. You know, I just fit it in my deficit. Mm-hmm. And some days, um, it's it is kind of rare that I go over my deficit, but um, if I do, I do. Fourth of July, you know, it was it. it there was food. And when I got home, there wasn't another morsel in my mouth. And I got up the next day and took my walk with the dog. And I, you know, I had, I always plan my food the day before and it's all in my fitness pal and I move forward. And that's the biggest thing. I have not given up. I have not given up. I love that. That that's the thing is there. T- this is not the most popular thing in the fitness space and diet culture to say is, but there are so many times you should go over on your calories. It's not like, cause that's the thing is, um, I was talking with a good friend of mine. He's another RD, really good friend of mine. And he, him and I were talking about this and he said, he goes, one of the things that he teaches his clients is that the, it just comes down to in this moment, what's the priority? Is it being in my calorie deficit or is it, no, I want to have a great 4th of July with my family because the, what the 300 calories you might over eat over, that's not a binge. That is you saying, you know what? I, I don't want to be in my deficit today. And this is the priority. But you, but that would be, we made it now part of the plan. It's not like you were off yes. plan. It was the plan was just adjusted for the goals of the day. And then the next day you were back in the walk of the dogs and doing your stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, all that stuff that I did before, you always say this, it's not sustainable. I always lost weight. Clearly, if I've lost a hundred pounds three times, I've lost weight. But you know, once I got down there, then it's like, now what? Well, now go have your cookies, go have your cake, go have, you know, because 
I wasn't having that before. Sydney, what's your perspective on all this? Like, to, like, like, literally, with I mean, to say six decades of struggle stopped in four months—that's like, like I, I don't think I would even ever be comfortable putting that on like a coaching page because I think people would think I'm a scam artist. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that just sounds too good to be true. So, but like, this is our day to day. Like, almost most people that we work with, this is what happens: decades gone in months, and uh. So from your perspective, because you've been the one in the trenches with her, what's your side of this? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I remember on our welcome call, you know, Lynn had a lot of self-doubt, you know, like, why this time? What's going to make this different? Like, you know, it's up to me to take that first bite. It's up to me to stop. And that first check-in, we talked a lot, a lot about identity. And she did one of my favorite identity things that I have ever seen, where she literally put down like, okay... If I stand on the scale and I freak out, then that's old identity. This is what I'm going to do. So she had it broken down to a whole T-chart of old identity, new identity. So when she would feel that old identity creep up, she would go reference her chart and tell herself what that new identity was supposed to do and just act that way. Um, And there was a lot of that correction at the beginning, but Lynn really took it to heart and put in the work, did the uncomfortable and would recognize, hey, I stepped on the scale, the number was up, I felt bad. Um, But nope, that's the old identity. Instead, I'm just going to move on with my day that didn't make or break. And so I think really just going all in on that identity work, um, not being afraid to call herself out and make sure that she was constantly correcting towards that new identity is where the magic has happened. I love that. You know, Lynn, you've done such a really good job at what something that I've noticed lately is, is it's all a game of observing. Like, I, because we, one thing people go wrong is they, when they start to assume everything they think and feel is true and accurate, it's, that's where we get, go, go south versus that we have multiple selves. There's a book, my wife just read it by a psychologist. I think it's called No Bad Parts. And they compare the, each of us like a garlic clove. We have so many parts to us, so many like chambers, like each clove and then each section of each clove. And cause I've always thought about with like identity, old self, all this stuff is it's almost like, okay, over here's old self. And over here is new identity. And then here I am sitting back watching these two fuckers bicker. (laughs) Like that's the way I've always viewed this. And you've done a really good job at that. Then that's why, like you said, it was, you would, something would happen and you go, wait, no, no, no. You would observe and go, that's old identity. Well, what does new identity say? What is the version I'm supposed to be saying? And then you do the, the simple work, not easy, but simple. You go, well, what actions are alignment with that version of me? Okay. I guess I'm just going to do that. And it just makes this a little more streamlined. And that's why you've been able to crush so much. <laughs> yeah. And I remember sending an, an email to Sydney. It would, I very rarely do. I mean, I'm just always doing the work. I'm always on your, your, um, I listen to your podcast. I'm on your, you know, the member calls and all. And, um, I, I was just, I don't remember what it was about because my, I, you know, I have that CRS, can't remember shit. So, um, <laughs> so I love that so much. <laughs> so, um, I forget what was happening. Maybe you would remember, Sydney. And I'm retired now, so my brain doesn't work at all. Um, and, and I'll I re- cry. That was re- so funny. <laughs> you never heard that? Okay, no. now I'm, am I dating myself? <laughs> no. I love that. That makes. Okay. I just love it when 60-year-olds cuss. I think that's what it is. Oh, so. oh. I was telling my neighbor about this last night, and she said, um, will they bleep out if you say fuck? And I said, No. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> they say it all the time. 
um, <laughs> which makes it so comfortable and real. That's right. Also That's right. makes it really comfortable and real. But I was freaking out about something and I sent her this whole email and then, you know, she wrote me back and gave me the steps that I knew what to take. I just forgot for a second, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a game changer and I've been in therapy on and off for many years. I haven't in a while, but you know, I don't know, Jared, if it's the words you use, you know, old identity, new identity, or, um, you know, sabotage. That's a, that's, I, that's a big one for me, um, that I'm seeing. And I'll tell you a story in a second, but your words make so much sense to me. And, um, the sabotage is, I remember, uh, one morning I got up and I, didn't want to go. I didn't want to go do the walk. I didn't want, you know, and these thoughts are starting to enter my head and I stop them. And I said, you are starting to sabotage. Get up. Yes. Yes. I love that. You know, I've never, never thought, you know, I was after the fact, oh shit. You know, I sabotaged myself, but now I'm starting to think ahead about sabotaging. And I also learned that I can do a workout at 5 p.m. I don't have to do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. That's really unusual for me. I would get up at 4 in the morning before work to go to the gym. you better person than me. Fuck No, that. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And you, again, not sustainable. Yeah. And my old identity would say, if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. Mm. I'm already sabotaging myself. Absolutely. And that, it's, there's so much power in re, remaking yourself. And a lot of people though, they fuck themselves, they sabotage themselves and they go, I'm too old to, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Oh, it's too, I'm too far gone. I've struggled this long. All those are stories that don't serve you that are old identities. Like when someone says anything like that, like, oh, fit, changing your identity isn't that easy. I go, who taught you that? Where'd you learn that? That's another bullshit identity that is creeping in because it's a sneaky little bastard. But that's what's, what's nuts is one of my favorite quotes. I can't remember who said it is you're f like, you, you have no responsibility to be the same person you were five minutes ago. Like if yes. I'm on this podcast and want to change my life right now and go, you know what? This behavior is not tolerable anymore. Shifted. I could do that right fucking now, but, but we have get in our heads that, Oh, I'm not able to do it. It's not that easy. It's not that quick. But if we compare it to anything else in our lives, it's that way. You know, you went, when most people, they're not pregnant, then they have a kid, their identity shifted. I'm mom now. Or as soon as like you get the credential, you're like, I'm a, I'm a RN now. Or as soon as you clocked out for the last time you went, I'm retired now. We have these moments and times where our identity shifts. Sometimes it takes a long time. Some people get to that moment, but the identity always shifts in a moment. Then the hard part comes, our actions have to align. And that's what solidifies it. Mm -hmm. Right. Sydney. So from your perspective, why has, why has Lynn been so successful? Like, cause actually, to be honest, I think now, I think Lynn has the biggest now trophy of, of, of years of struggle. I think like, it's been 40 years. It's been like 40 years in like four months fixed. You just took the cake. So, yeah. so <laughs> you're the can, one to beat. <laughs> you're, yeah. So you just set, you just set, you just set the mark. So, which is incredible. Uh, it's proof that you're, it's never too late. Like I guarantee you there's so many people that are going to be listening to this going, holy shit. 
Well, if she can't remember shit lady can do it, <laughs> there's, there's no reason I can't. That's why I wanted to, to get on here and do this is because I can tell someone this shit till I'm blue in the face. Sydney can tell people this till they're blue in the face, but n- it's not going to impress upon people the same way you who have been through it. It's like, oh, you can't argue with that, you know? So Sydney, from your perspective, why has she been so successful and why has this been able to happen so quickly? I think a big part of it is when she first started, there was a part of her identity where in the past, the things that she had tried, she would lie about things, right? To like make it look like she was doing the work, make it look like she wasn't headed to the fridge and pantry. And she decided from day one, nope, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I'm going to record my data. I'm going to tell you the things that actually went on. So I think honesty was a huge, huge thing that helped. Um, I think that there was a huge, a really, another really big shift. Um, she was going on a vacation in April and all of my clients know that whenever they're getting ready for a vacation, I get super excited because I had a terrible experience with a vacation where I was just awful. And if you're my client, you know, that whole story. But so I always get on my soapbox about vacation, like go have the memories. Don't obsess about the food. Like the four days isn't going to kill you. Like go make these incredible memories, have the most amazing time with your husband. Right. And so I get super excited, like, oh my gosh, Lynn's on vacation this week. I can't wait to hear back. And her check-in comes in and she was very stressed and she felt guilty with the food that she ate. And, um, she really struggled during that vacation. And so I was feeling a little bit like, (laughs) and we get to the very end of her check-in and, um, I'm going to just share one little part of that check-in, Lynn, if that's okay. Um, But she said, when I finished my check-in, I watched the call about RAS and it hit me right between the eyes. I've been focusing on all the negatives of the trip um, where I was the most uncomfortable. If I focus on the wins, this check-in would have been so much different. Um, I'm not going to change it because I feel it's important that you know what's going on in my head, but I'm not feeling so down on myself. Instead, I'm going to list all the wins. And so her wins were that um, she's back on track before that never would have happened. Um, She's being honest with the number that's showing up on the scale. She didn't sneak any food during the treat um, during the trip, although her meals weren't what she wanted them to be. They were just meals. I didn't binge all day. Normally when I go on vacation, it's like a free for all. And it wasn't that. And so being able to focus that, Hey, you know, my RAS was focused on all of the negative, but why did I do that? I should have been focusing on the positive, totally changed what her vacation was. And so I think once she was able to kind of open up that door and shift that focus to the positive, I think that that's kind of where a lot of her like momentum started building from. And, you know, it's funny because when you started talking about that, I, my first thought was, oh, I felt so free. <laughs> that's not CCRS. I can't remember <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah. Because today I know I can go and do those things and I'm not bad. I'm not good. My food's not bad. My food's not good. My food is food and Lynn is Lynn. I always tell Lynn that I want to be her when I grow up because she is like <laughs> the most fun retired person. Like she is always going to these like cooking classes. She has like Tuesday games with her friends. And I'm like, I need to be your neighbor when I grow I up because that. you go and have so much fun and do all the things. <laughs> I feel like Lynn needs a podcast. <laughs> like her and her friends, like a Tuesday, a Tuesday game lunch podcast. You guys could just like, Oh, uh, we laugh. We laugh a lot. 
There's hey, six of us. I'm telling yeah. you, get six mics, put one mic in the middle of all you guys and call it. A, could, yeah, I would do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to skip out on those cooking universities because they are fun and you, you, you make the meal and then you eat it. And, you know, the, the menu is the menu. You can't change it. So, and I do it with a friend of mine and we just have the best time. And so I, I just go and I do it. You know, so what's crazy is it, um, so it sounds like if you never got your relationship with food fixed, like it sounds like it, every area in your life is fucked. Good luck on date night. Good yes. luck on this, these times that like the memories you're making with your friends, your vacations, your trips, your everything. Um, Cause food's attached to all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I would, I would go out much, you know, I, I shame about my body and I didn't want to worry about the food because I was always on a deprivation diet of some kind. Mm -hmm. I get that. So for you, let me ask you this. I always like to ask, ask <clears throat> this question is for you, was it, did it feel like this shifted all at once or is it like a slow shift where did you have like this moment in time where it was like, boom. And then like, per, like that's when it changed or was it almost like your hair growing down over the last four months? Like, you never saw it like go boom. You just one day go, oh, I guess this shit's a lot different than what it was. What was it for you? It, it was the one day boom. But, you know, I started uh, listening to your podcast first. And um, and I really want to bring this up. Um, and I started hearing about the word deficit. And I didn't, I never thought of that and deprivation and and all that. And I kept thinking about calling and thinking about calling. And then I'm like, you know, how much I've, you say when people put money out, they're going to do their work. Well, I've put a lot of money out over the years. And, uh, you know, my, my doctor who did my gastric bypass wasn't in network and I paid cash oh, because wow. I was so desperate. And, you know, so putting the money into it didn't matter, but you were having a, um, scholarship. Mm. So I thought, well, I'll just, do this. And if I get it, I get it. Yeah. And then I remember you announcing it and I didn't get it. And it's like, all right. But, you know, I've been recording my food for, I'm not, not six decades, but for many, many years, I count calories, I weigh and measure. So I, I already had that instilled in me. Um, but then you texted me and you said, I want a partial scholarship. Yeah, buddy. So this is where my head went. Did I really? Because I don't know how much you charge. Yeah. Is it really a partial scholarship? Right. And none of that. And it's just like, what does that matter? Do you mm. want to do this or not? And I just, and I signed up for six months and yeah. now I'm paying out the next six months. Yeah. You just extended. I love it. Cause like, that's the thing is, is you have so much momentum going and there's, and you're doing so well and like, it's just going to make things better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so for you, let me ask you then this, this so for you, <clears throat> Um, why did you take the leap? Especially if before it was like, especially around like around this, you were hesitant before. I know like, like because you won the partial, but your first reaction was, ah, but is it really whatever? But you still said, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Where did that come from? Like what made you actually go? All right. Cause there's, a, there's always the leap. There's always the leap. I, I remember texting Connor and saying, you know, I've thought about it and I'm, uh, and I'm going to pass, but thank you very much. And I sent the text. Yeah. And two seconds later, Binger to Baker <laughs> came on. Heather, yes. And I listened to Heather and I thought, damn, I got to do this. 
I got to do it. Yeah. And so I so I sent him another text. Ignore my text. I want to do it. <laughs> I remember he messaged me that. I remember. He's like, oh, hey, never mind. Like she's going to get your hole in. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listening to Venture to Baker. And again, I can't tell you what she said because I don't remember, but I know it made an impression on me. Well, I was going to ask if you remembered what, what, a, like what, like I know you may not remember exactly what she said, but do you remember what, what about it made you go, I have to do this? Just the fact that this woman was one baking, you know, and still doing her thing and tasting and that that was again allowed, just like, I got to try this. It's really, that's the biggest negative instillment was with me was my relationship with food. And so I'm like, all right, I got to do this. Mm, I love that. <clears throat> and actually what's funny is, is this is the exact reason I wanted you to come on the show is, is it's why I told Heather, I go, Heather, you have this story that is going to resonate and help so many people. But just imagine if Heather didn't come on and be vulnerable and open about her, her story, you wouldn't have got the help that you needed. That was the catalyst for you is hearing Heather's story about how relatable it was. Guess what? You wouldn't have got that really, really relatability from me. I just, that it's just because it was, it wasn't me. Um, but anyone who struggles with food knows how hard it is to have just a bite. They know how everyone knows how hard it is to have just the one fucking cookie or the one, especially like baking. If like, especially you love to cook and stuff, Heather loved to bake. So now there's a passion and a hobby that she couldn't access because of her issues with food. We fixed that. Now Heather opened up a fucking baking business. So now she's actually not just living her dream, but making money off of it and providing for her family but because we fixed the relationship with food and now you're able to go because you've fixed your relationship with food. I mean, imagine like your six friends that you guys get together. You, you, you would now have this block. You couldn't be with them. You couldn't do stuff with them. You would have now be thinking more about all the shit with food. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't enjoy the time. It's, it's this, this, and this. You only have so many, so many sessions with them left. If you had like, if you had a timer that said, Hey, you only get 18 of these lessons left before death, before whatever, like that's some real shit, but now you have, you can be present for all of those. Now you can be there for all of those. It's powerful. It's powerful. And we talk about the snacks at game game day because, oh my God, there's a lot of snacks at game day. And when, when um, Sydney said, just take a little plate and put on it what you want and have it. I'm like, oh. You know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing for you. So let me ask you this. So having had some experience with this now, does it feel like I always ask this too, <clears throat> does it feel like, like the hat's about to drop or like you're getting away with something like murder? Like that's what everyone says. I feel like it shouldn't be this simple or easy and they feel like it's going well, but when is this like happy train going to end? Do you ever feel like that? Um, I think I did maybe in the beginning when the momentum started, but I don't anymore. In fact, uh, my husband, he keeps saying, I got to work out. I got to work out. And, and now we found three days he can. And he goes, well, I could maybe three. And I'm like, that's all you need. That's a lot. That's like, that's, that's all more you need. than enough. Right. Well, that's the other thing. When you said one, one, that's okay. You know, the, the workouts have changed a lot for me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what was the question? <laughs> like, do you feel, do you feel like, like with how smooth this ride is for you now, most people who have gone from that much struggle to this smooth of a ride, they go, when's this oh, ride going to stop? Away with something? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I sometimes a little bit, you know, because I'm I'm eating, but for the most part, I'm so happy that I don't feel restriction, yeah, and I don't feel deprivation, and that I can go into any situation and do something, you know, instead of constantly, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. Um, it it's real, it's real, and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is what we talk about. <clears throat> Apparently, I still can't talk. Um, that where it's 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 about food freedom. It's not about eat this, eat that. It's about literally giving you the freedom to go out and do whatever and eat whatever, and nothing's ever holding you back. This is why there's people listening to this right now that are like, I'm eating chicken, rice, and broccoli eight times a day, and I'm scared shitless of a 50 calorie chocolate bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And when and and Sydney's starting to uh, increase my calories, which I I didn't like at the beginning. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> old self doesn't. That shit's scary to the old self. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the the middle self is keeping it at the lower number because she gives me a range. The middle self keeps it at the lower number. <laughs> There you go. And but guess what happens? I, Every time you do that, then I bump them up so that your power <laughs> number is where I want you. That's right. <laughs> I'm on to you, Lynn. Don't you don't you think I'm not? <laughs> yeah. But but to think that, you know, I would I can't lose weight unless I'm at twelve hundred calories. I can't have carbs at dinner. Cause they they put weight on me the next, you know, the next day and blah, blah, blah. That I'm I'm up to between nineteen and well, she has me 1,900 to 2,100, but yeah. pretty much I do 19 to 2,000. There you um, go. Yeah. And just, and I can fit so much stuff in there. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. How tall and, are you? And 5'2". So I, I really want everyone to hear this. Lynn is in her 60s, 5'2", and a female, and she's eating over 2,000 calories a day and losing and quit binge eating. Like, I, I really want everyone listening to hear that because most people think because they are a, a five, five foot three or under five foot two person, especially a female, there is this hardcore identity of 1200. I can't eat more. I can't eat more. But homegirl, you're eating over 2000 calories a day and losing still. That's insane. That's not insane. That's amazing. Everyone listening thinks it's insane. And they go, but that's not me. What would you say to those people right now? It can be you. It can be you. You know, I, I, dieting from the inside out, I get that. What I never got was that it's so related with my relationship with food. Yeah. That's what made it really clear to me. Yeah. It's really hard to do all the fat. That This is why the whole thing is, is it's really hard to do the fat loss stuff. Like we all know fat loss stuff is eat less, move more, work harder. That's the children's coloring book of fat loss. Cause it's, it's not wrong in order to lose fat. You have to eat less and move more and work harder. <laughs> but that's the ch children's coloring book version. There's all the dieting from the inside out stuff. That's stopping you from doing that. When you have a horrid relationship with food kills that when you can't be consistent, it kills that when you binge eat and emotionally eat and raid the pantry can't, can't do that. When your identity causes you to sabotage, you can't do that. So like he technically fat loss is eat less, move more, work harder, but it's this, giant iceberg. It's like the tip of the iceberg. Like, yeah, that's the tip of it, but you got all the shit underneath the water that is like killing this boat. And that's why it's been so easy and simple for you now is because you fixed all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I used to say, if I'm happy, I eat. If I'm sad, I eat. If I'm, you know, any feeling I have, I eat over. 
and I don't do that anymore. Um, meditation is, has been hard. And Sydney said, you know, you can be on a walk without having headphones on and meditating. And that was a light bulb for me that I could, because otherwise I, old Lynn thinks she's a failure because she can't do what, you know, do what you suggest doing, Mm -hmm. but that made it so much easier. And I'll, and I learned to just sit with my feelings, just sit with them. Have you noticed this is bleeding into other areas in your life other than weight loss? Like, like other areas, like your relationships, your conversations, your whatever. Oh, oh, absolutely. First, the fact that I want to go do all these things. I never wanted to participate before. Um, and with my husband, you know, two of the times that I, uh, after losing 100 pounds, started putting it on again was with my first husband when I started dating him and then with my current husband. And it was like, now I can, because I would go out to eat with him. But you know, all the other stuff wasn't being done and I wasn't keeping track during the week and I would just eat like him, which that I can't do. Um, and now when he wants to go out, we go out, you know, yeah. and it's not an issue. Uh, before it was like, you know, I really, I don't want to do it. And, you know, and then, and just like when you're on vacation and not wanting to do things, you know, I want to do some more things. And in the beginning, I couldn't walk very well. Um, between my knee that I had replaced and my right one was going to need replacing. Um, I just couldn't move a lot. And I told Sydney that. And um, I'm hitting 10,000 steps a day for the last, I don't know, two months, three months. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When you started, you were averaging around 5,000. Yeah. And, I, and we went to the movies it. yesterday. And I, I used to, my husband would like, when I'd go down the stairs, he'd go left, left left, right, left, because I would only use one foot. Uh Um, I went up and down those stairs and I thought, oh my God, I'm going up and down the stairs using both my feet, both my legs. That's huge. We're going Mm -hmm. on a cruise in January. I can't wait. That's amazing. You know, because it's going to be a totally different experience for me. Well, this, this is the magic is I, people don't realize how much the shit, the struggle around this shit is costing them the, their life. Not just like, yeah, health and shit. Like we all think of that, but I think a lot of people go, hey, yeah, it's, yeah, I know I need to be healthier. I'm talking about the experiences now. Like we, people get into this and they think about like, oh yeah, I, I want to live longer. I want to have less medication when I'm older, but people don't realize like this moment right now, how much their struggle is costing them experiences. Now your relationship with your husband, because you won't go out to eat now, um, grandkid stuff, because you can't get on the, your hands and knees and play with them now. And all these things now, because what you've done is you've taken your life back yeah. now. Like think about all the stuff now you've literally taken your life back, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't take my dog on long walks, the poor thing, you know? Poor little fella. He was. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney, from well, your- Well, even per- when, oh, I was just going to say, no, go even ahead. when she started, you know, our first call, she's like, well, I'm already doing like a couple of classes and I'm doing like, I don't want to change anything. I'm like, sweet. We can just you just continue getting your movement in whatever you're comfortable with. And then slowly she's like, okay, I think I'm ready to do- you know, program at the gym, but just, just give me two days. And I'm like, okay. So we did the two days and she's like, you know, I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable being in this section of the gym, but I pushed through and I did it. And I'm like, 
good. I'm so Let's proud of go. you for like pushing outside. And so we just started her new program and she's like, no, I'm ready for three days. So she's at three days strength training. And I told her at this new program, I'm like, I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you a little bit outside. I'm going to make you a little uncomfortable, but she hasn't yeah. complained yeah. yet. So well, I imagine because it's only the first, right. it's only the first week and you haven't gotten my check-in. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I just, no, I, it's no, coming, I, damn it. I've thought about it. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I, it must I, not be bad I enough that you say, had to email me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. And Jared, when you say those muscle guys are always the nice guys, that was in my head because I had a lot of fear on that. Yeah. And um, I couldn't um, I couldn't move something. And so I looked at this guy who was right near me and I said, can you help me? And he goes, of course I can help you. He yes. was the nicest guy, yes. you know? And then he gave me, he said, you know, that machine has two cables where that one only has one. So this is going to be harder. And I'm like, oh, because I didn't notice it. And I'm like, oh. And so I tried it and yeah, it was very hard. And then the other <laughs> machine... The other machine um, got free, but uh, yeah, very nice, very nice. I, I'm and, telling and you, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I just gonna say I hear you. I hear I your it. little tidbits of wisdom, and I take it with me. I'm telling you, the bigger, the lumpier, the more steroids, <laughs> the nicer. They may be assholes to other lumpy people, like to other like big, you know, mm -hmm. beefy dudes. But I'm telling you, like I grew up in a really meat, big meathead gym. Um, I actually, the gym I train at now is a meathead gym. Like I'm talking about like professional bodybuilders and everyone is on steroids. I'm talking about like the girls in there are bigger than me. Like, and like, I would, I would love to have arms like some of these women, like everyone in there is like a competitor, but fuck every one of these fuckers melt when a sweet, innocent, especially older person goes, how do I use this? Can you help me? I'm telling you, I grew, I came up with this. He was uh, one of my first influences when I got into personal training back in the day. Um, this dude was on so much, so much, so many steroids. He was like just jacked out of his gourd, hardcore. Wore like those stringer, t stringer sleeveless shirts. Was just like blaring heavy metal, screamo music. Like I'm talking about. Like this dude loved to fight. Dude had an edge around him. But fuck, Mrs. Jones would be like. I can't adjust the bench. Can you help me? Absolutely, ma'am. Let me help. Where do you want this at? Do you want it closer? Do you want it further away? Jimmy, hand you your dumbbells. I'm telling you, the biggest, lumpiest meatheads are the biggest sweethearts um, across the board. So if there's any big meatheads watching this, do not prove me wrong. It'd be a degenerate. <laughs> if I find out, I will fly across the country and be like, hey, motherfucker. So um, yeah. that's great. I love that. And that's, you know, to be honest, that's the thing is there's so much power with stepping into that uncomfortable side where even if like you're doing the same exercise, like let's say you're comfortable, your comfort zone is doing squats at the back of the room next to the cardio equipment. Go do your squats up by up, up next to the hundred pound dumbbells up next to like where the big boys lift. And I'm telling you, it changes you because then before you know it, you, now you walk up there like you own the place. Then before you yeah, know it, you're like, you know powerful. what? Yeah. In, in nothing, at the end of the day, uh, there's a guy that I study a lot and, and he said, name me one person that's done anything good in their comfort zone. And I go, I can't think of a single person. Nothing good has ever come from a comfort zone. And even if it's something as simple as the same exercise squats, doing them up between the benches 
at the heavy dumbbells where like my, my mom always called it Manland is where all the big beefy boys work out. And I go, yeah, you should go up there to Manland and put some, put some feminine energy up there, like, and go, go up there. And it changes things. It's so powerful. Um, it changes the way your brain operates. I see it in jujitsu class a lot. Guys that would, uh, actually the guy I was rolling with last night. I remember his first day in class and he's just like getting down on it. He's like, you're really timid. You can see it in his face. You could feel it in his energy. We rolled last night. He dropped right back down, slapped my hand and we rolled. And I'm like, bro, you're getting comfortable. And I love this. He goes, Oh, I, I, I didn't notice. And I go, bro, I remembered your first class. You were like apprehensive as hell. And now you just act like you belong here because you do. And like, I saw it change in his face and it changes you and those listening. When you start stepping outside your comfort zone, it changes you and you start to believe you belong there. And when you start to, to, to realize you belong in your goals, that's an identity shift. No one can take away. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Sydney, so I want to ask you this. So because of all this, there's been some like obviously the 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 with anything like this, there's the resistance, right? Like going from re because like in Lynn's case, like a lot of retraining her brain and unlearning a lot has had to happen. And there's always resistance to that. So how have you been able to help her? Like if especially for those listening, people are like, wait, I'm scared of chocolate. How can I become a baker? Like fuck. Or like Lynn's the concept of like Lynn increasing her calories. I know there's hundreds of people that just went. I don't, there's no way I could. So how have you been able to slowly help her with this to where it's been doable? I think a lot of it, you know, it kind of started with um, her Tuesday games, right? And so, hey, this is the problem I'm facing. I'm afraid to go and not be able to stop on snacks. So, you know, talking about it before, hey, before you go journal about it, let's come up with a plan. Um, Have something a little bit higher in protein when you go, maybe even bring like one of your own snacks and then just get your plate eat that. And I think being able to talk through the different scenarios that she was nervous about and kind of come up with a plan beforehand. And it's almost like me giving her permission made it okay at first, right? Mm. So, okay, I'm going to go to um, my game day. I'm going to get my snacks. Sydney said it was okay to have my plate. I'm going to have my plate and not live in that guilt because Sydney said it was okay. And I think doing that over and over and over, and now her brain, it's just it's just normal now. There's not that fear. And so I think number one, telling your coach like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling nervous with. This is what, um, I'm afraid to do being able to be vulnerable, being able to have that communication where, okay, let's come up with a plan. Let's execute the plan and see how it went. Right. Did things go well? Did they not go well? If they went well, well, let's continue doing that. If things didn't go well, well, let's see what didn't go well and change that if we need to. And so, um, just having that plan to, hey, let's do this together. Um, and then eventually, as after you get that permission that it's okay, then you start to feel more comfortable and you can make those choices on your own. Um, I know a big hold back for Lynn at the beginning was she was very worried about if she went out to eat, not being able to like find the perfect match on my fitness pal. And I'm like, hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just find something that's close enough and be consistent, right? Don't say that you had a chicken breast when you actually had a slice of pizza. Um, but let's just <laughs> <Right. Right. laughs> be yeah. consistent and just giving her the permission that, hey, it was okay. Because I think a lot of people in this industry say, no, you can't have that. No, you can't do that. No, if you're in a diet, you can't go to game day, right? But being able to have that permission where your coach is like, no, go on vacation and enjoy your food, right? Is just a different way of thinking. And it is, 
I think so freeing. And I love watching my clients go and enjoy. Yeah. You know, for so long, I didn't have permission to eat. It was all wrong and bad. And, you know, and when she did give me the permission, it was like, oh, okay. And now most of the time I don't want it. Crazy how that works, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. If I want it, I can have it. But most of the time I don't want it. Mm -hmm. You know, we went out to an Italian restaurant last night and I figured out what I was going to have. And um, normally I would get chicken parm. It's my favorite. But I know this place has this really big, you know, I like it because it's colossal chicken parm. It's a big piece of chicken. And it was like, do you really want that? No. And I had a very nice dinner with cheesy bread. You know, it was, yes. What'd you get? Yeah, I love chicken cheesy parm. bread. Uh, I got their um, chop chop salad, but I didn't didn't say um, leave out the salami. I didn't say you know. I did say no dressing because I find I don't need it when it's chopped that thing. But I had I had and I said large and I had the salad. I love it. it you know, that's that's the thing is is what all we're doing is putting you back in in the driver's seat. If you want a salad. You, eat your salad. But a lot of people, they're like, I want the chicken parm. I want the burger. I want the, the whatever. The The thing is, it's giving you choices. All it's doing is giving you freedom. Like, like the, per- I don't know how she does it. Like I have yet to meet a single person who loves salad as much as my wife. My wife will like, I, and she does the same thing is when she chops it crazy fine. Like it like self does its thing. Yeah, like it's, marinates. it's it, yeah, it's own juices and shit. Yeah. I don't get it. But that that woman eats so much salad, it's unreal. It's because she loves her salad. But I want people on here to know that you didn't get that salad because you felt like you had to have it. You got it because mm-hmm. you wanted it when you originally wanted the chicken, the chicken Parmesan. But then it just didn't sound very good. So the fact that like you are back in control of your own driver's seat is what this is about. That's incredible. Yeah. And my friend got it. And she goes, do you want to taste? And I'm like, no. I didn't even want to taste it. It just didn't look appealing to me. When chicken parm is good, it's fucking it's great. Really, I know. When it's not great, it's really disappointing. I'm so yeah. hesitant. I love chicken parm. And there are so many restaurants. I almost get it. But I'm so like, I don't want this to look like a shitty piece of chicken with some bullshit cheese on it. I want, <laughs> I want, I want this to be super good. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, cheese everywhere. Yeah. Best chicken parm I've I've ever had was I was at I was in Sedona, Arizona, and I was walking around. I was a day early for an event I was at, and I found this like walk in like walk in pizza restaurant. It wasn't like like you like you don't tip your waiters at this restaurant. Like you walk in, you go sit somewhere, and you leave. Like it was very like that kind of style. And they had a chicken parmesan sandwich, and I said, "I'm feeling risky today," so I got it. It was the best chicken parm of anything I've ever fucking had. He goes, "It's gonna, it's, we have to make it fresh. It's going to be like 10 minutes. And I go, thank you. Like, <laughs> he's trying to deter me from getting it. And I'm like, perfect, brother. Thank you. So yeah. let me ask you this, Lynn, is what would you say as we're wrapping up here? What would you say to someone who is currently where you were? I would say start listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the right spot because that's how they're hearing this right now. That's true. That's what I, As I was saying that, I heard that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for me, I needed a coach. Mm. I needed a coach to help me get through this. You know, I didn't – I went on so many um, Instagram 
people's calorie counters. I can't even tell you. And I kept getting a different calorie deficit. And, you know, I heard someone say, just pick one. I just didn't know. I needed Sydney to tell me where I should be. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I am paying for this, even though it's partial and it's worth every penny, mm, worth every that. penny. And you do work with me on Absolutely. payments. 100%. Yeah. yeah. We always, that, that's the thing is we, we always, like, I always hate it when money is the biggest stopper of someone getting where they want to be. And like, that's why I always tell people when they get weird about the money, I'm like, yo, well, number one, I don't want you doing this. If I put you in a bad spot, like that's why there's no pressure. But number two is if you're willing to get creative and resourceful, so am I, so we can make this shit happen because you're worth being invested in. Um, and to be honest, I know this, I sound like a salesman when I say this, but I would be doing everyone a disservice if I didn't charge for this because there's a higher commitment level that is demanded when you pay for something. I know you said like, it, like you've invested stuff all the time before. Yeah. Um, yeah. You may be the minority on this, but the vast majority of people, and I still think it is for you though, because when you're paying for something you have in your head is, it's, it's, it's a reflection of how you believe about yourself. It's an identity. A lot of people have a shitty identity and they're not willing to invest in themselves. They're willing to invest in everything else, but they're not willing to do something for their own betterment. And for most people is it's, it, it, I would be doing a disservice if I, I didn't charge for, for it because of what it does to the person when you put your money where your mouth is. Same thing with my mentor. I have a coach, I have a mentor. And if he did it for free, I would not respect him as much. I would not value it as much. And I would not value myself as much because it was free, you know? Well, I think that that's the difference in why Lynn has been successful this time versus the other time, because she was investing in like the thing, like Weight Watchers. It was like a thing where here she's investing in a coach to do her better, to work on herself. She's not paying for the fancy, sexy program. She's paying for herself and really investing in herself. Yeah. And if you want to be able to eat more and still lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. This has been so good. I'm so glad we did this. Thank you both again for doing this. Any final thoughts? Absolutely. I'm so glad you, 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 you did it. Um, uh, any final thoughts from either of you on any of this stuff? No, I'll probably think of a bunch of stuff after we disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. No worries. Like, I should have said this. <laughs> it's like, man, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to also say that the workouts that I'm getting, I feel like I'm really working out. I love it. Whereas even though I was taking classes and, you know, and then for my knee, I was taking swim type classes. Um, I don't feel like I'm getting a workout as I am when I'm doing strength training. And I, I, it's just powerful. It's powerful. It is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Good stuff. Well, ladies, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it more than you know. Um, I will let both of you know when this goes live and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Jared. See ya. Thanks, Sydney. And we are back. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to today's episode of Dieting from the Inside Out, because I always say outer work without inner work doesn't work. And if Lynn did not diet from the inside out, she would not have ended her struggles because uh, it's, it's interesting. This game of fat loss and transformation, it is not a quick process, right? We all know it's slow. I always actually say in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's actually can be quite fast. It's just not Amazon Prime right? Like even with Lynn's situation, 60, 50, 60 years of struggle to four months, that's fast as fuck. But that was still four months, right? That's not like two weeks shred, two week, whatever, you know what I mean? And 
And that's the thing is in those four months, like imagine if she didn't go all in, imagine if she didn't invest in herself, imagine if she didn't like put in the work and go into this thing the right way, she would not be having the freedom and the happiness and the experiences that she's having. You know what I mean? So if you're listening to this and you, you want to have a story like Lynn's, or let's say you don't even have the str- the amount of struggle that Lynn had, but you're like, man, I'm just not happy with where I'm at. I'm not happy with where the way things are going. And I'm ultimately not where I want to be. And you're tired of the b- mental back and forth of the bandwidth. You're tired of doing this on your own. Trial, fail, tri- trial, fail. Like at the time of recording this, we're already six months through the year. If your first six months wasn't that good, we can change the next six months. And if you want to have a story like Lynn's, you want to be the next success story. I always heard people like me saying that and always like, oh, that, that could never be me. But then I hired the right coach and it was me. So I'm telling you, there's no reason you can't be that next success story it, it, it all. It's funny. Clients um, tell me all the time that they'll be, you know, come up with listening to my podcast and then eventually become a client. And then they have so much, so much success as a client. They come on to my podcast and they say, it's, it's just so surreal because of it coming full circle. And there's no reason it can't be you right now. And don't talk yourself out of it. Like right now, you're probably thinking, oh, well, it couldn't be me. I've got this. I'm not this. Stop it. That's sabotage. That's the exact reason you need help because sabotage is a sneaky little bastard. So if you want to be that next story like Lynn, apply for coaching. There'll be a link below where where you can apply for coaching. Um, and that way we know you came from the podcast. So you're going to get some extra stuff, which is pretty dope. But um, there's no reason that can't be you. Because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to thrive. And you deserve the goals that you're trying to get, that you're supposed to have them. So the fact that there's this big disconnect is the problem. So if you want to apply for coaching and, be, and have a story just like Lynn's and even work with Sydney, you can even request to work with her. Um, if you really like the vibe of this conversation, you can request that. Um, just go to the link below and apply for coaching and we'll see if it's a good fit. And assuming it is, we'll talk about options. And we have plenty of options that work with most people. But before we do any of that, we have to make sure this is even the right fit. Okay. So um, now let's say you're listening to this and not quite there yet. You're like, I don't know if I'm that committed. I don't know if like you know, I, I'm just not quite ready for that. That's fine. Like coaching is not for everyone, but I do have some other stuff that you can do and some other stuff for you. Um, if you are not part of my fat loss, simplified Facebook group, or if you're newer to my content, you should start there. That's a great place to kind of get to know me, get to know my team. Um, get to know, um, everything that's going on and like how we do our thing and give you some ideas around all of this stuff on where to go, what to do. And you just need a home base to be at that way you can get to where you want to be. Then you should start there. There's a link below. Um, I'm trying to think what else Uh, I also have a free course. If you're like, not quite sure that even how to lose weight and keep it off sustainably. I have a, a, a five day email course. I've recently updated it. It's fantastic. Um, you can go through that. There's a link below. And then there's all the links to my other socials and stuff. Um, cause I, here's the thing. I just want to help you whichever route would be best for some people. That's the course for some people that's one-on-one coaching. I just want to help you with whatever you need. Um, cause I know how it is going through this game struggling for so long and I don't wish that on anyone. So I love you. I appreciate you and be sure to subscribe to the, for, to the show. Sorry. Words are so hard today. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube. Um, if you're listening to the audio, um, and that's it, I will see you next week and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>